0: Episode 8, Talent. The great Albert Einstein said, I have no special talent, I am only passionately curious. Let's start with a story about a pair of siblings from Hawaii Kai who share a special talent. They're accomplished violinists who recently had a big stage moment. The Guo sisters were just featured on a podcast heard on NPR stations across America. These sisters are skilled violin virtuosos. Yi Guo is 15, Yi Xin is 13. Together, they put the cool in classical music. I just like how it's like so relaxing and it's like, it suits any time. And it's really good study music too, because there are no words to distract you. The girls started on the violin when they were very young with cheap instruments their dad brought home from a trip to China. Since they were little, they don't know anything else other than holding that instrument in their hands. Now, they are accomplished violinists who can take music and make it sing. For me, it's like really relaxing and it helps me like calm down and um, express my feelings better. When the Glow sisters aren't performing with the Hawaii Youth Symphony, they're practicing and playing at home. We play like quartets with our siblings, and it's just super fun. It's nice to know the future of classical music is in such capable hands. I wish I was that talented. They are incredible musicians. They started when the violin was bigger than they were, really. They were just three-year-old kids when they, each of them started Uh, playing the violin. So, you know, they were just tiny tots. But my goodness, the way they play is just incredible. When you talk to them, they're just kids and super, super down to earth. Uh, And they're not just talented on the violin. They both play the cello. They both play piano. And their entire family, all the siblings are musical, so they have their own family concerts. The mother said something really interesting to me. She said that she wanted all of her children to play at least one musical instrument. And when I asked her why, she said, because it. I believe it helps them develop in other ways. It's, it helps them mentally. It helps them uh, formulate thoughts. And it helps them in school. They're both very good students. And and by the way, they speak three different languages. Their father is Chinese, so they speak Chinese. The mother is Italian from Italy, so they speak Italian. And they speak English, too. And they joked. They said, sometimes we start a sentence in one one language and we finish in another. That's how their household is. You know, they're very, very balanced, too. It's not just music. They're They're very good students. And they also like sports, they play sports, they surf. Uh, So they're very well-rounded in what they do. And they both want to work in the medical field when they get older. Music will always be a part of their lives. Uh, They, as I said in the story, they perform with the Hawaii Youth Symphony, so that keeps them busy. And they're going to continue performing and playing as long as they can through college and and all, but they want to work in the medical field. One wants to be a researcher, I believe, and the other wants to be a doctor. From the Top is a very, very big show, and what they do is they search the country for the best classical musicians who are young to promote classical music, and I didn't know this, but they have classical music camps around the country, and these girls were in New York, and that's where the From the Top people saw them and asked them to audition, and they made it on the show. Perfect. Really good show. Someone once said talent is nothing without training. Some say talent can't be taught. Well, skill, on the other hand, can be taught. This next story is about teaching the skill of open ocean blue water racing. But this sailing program has a deeper objective. It helps military veterans adjust to life after their service life is over. At Kewalo Basin, members of the sailing team called Trader are getting ready for the 2021 Trans-Pacific Yacht Race. The 70-foot vessel was the only Hawaii entry to complete the 2019 trans pack running in a very tough group. A very stiff division. So Division 2 uh, I'm told, is one of the most competitive groups of open ocean racers. the West Coast. Doug Pasnick skippers the trader. The retired U.S. Marine Colonel founded the sailing outreach for veterans. When I left the service one of the things I missed the most was the camaraderie. Pasnick says competitive sailing fills that void and gives retired service members purpose and a mission. That's why Air Force veteran Ken Williams joined the team. Coming out of the service I was uh, right on the hills of a significant brain injury and um, really needed a purpose and, and a way to fulfill my life and give, give my, my body and, and my mind something to do. And Team Traders helped revive all of that for me. Eight of the ten members on Traders' 2019 Transpac crew had military ties. The new team will also include female sailors from collegiate programs. It's very difficult for women to get into sailing, it's a typically a male-dominated sport, especially the uh, offshore racing i was overjoyed when i was asked to uh to join the team to be part of team trader and uh, what we represent for military veterans uh, of all branches in four years pasnick's sailing outreach has worked with 300 military veterans and their families and i love providing opportunity some of them many of them i would say never had this kind of exposure before this kind of sailing at least they may have sailed a sailboat but this is open ocean sailing. And that's that big race, the TransPAC race that goes from the West Coast on the mainland to Hawaii. And this, it's a big deal. There's a lot of time that they have to spend on the water. There's a lot of tasks they have to learn how to do. But the reason why Doug Pasnick started this, like the story says, was to uh, fill that void that's that develops quite often in a service member's life when they leave the service because every day is mission oriented when you are in the military and you've got a mission for the day, you've got um, things that you have to do with team members and they lose that. You know, When they get into private industry or they work with, with, uh, with companies, quite often they don't have that same feeling. So this helps them bridge that gap and it provides them with a mission. The mission is to get ready for the sale and they do it every day when they're training Uh, That's our mission for the day, to be ready to sail the sail. The plans are for it to happen. It's every other year. So 2019 was the first year that Trader ran in the race. And there were three Hawaii entrants, and Trader was the only one to finish the race, which is pretty good. Uh, And they are in the competitive division. Uh, That's where you've got the, the real fast racing yachts. And so this time they're hoping for a better finish, and like the story says, they they're mixing up the team this year, and they're giving opportunity to youth sailors, female youth sailors who don't have this kind of um, chance to to learn about open ocean racing and really get competitive like this in the in normally. and so this is an opportunity for them to get that training and do it and Doug wants to work also with a lot of youth, uh, so he um, has that outreach as well, young people, um, kids and get them exposed to sailing too. They have a GoFundMe that's trying to raise funds to help with the expenses for this. And just to let you know uh, that the name Trader is T-R-A-D-E-R. You can't see the boat, the yacht, and the podcast, but that's what the name of the boat is. And it got its name from the original owner who owned a trading company. So that's what's the the, the story behind the name. Our next story shines the spotlight on an Oahu man who believes sharing his talent is perfect for the pandemic. He's an expert kite builder who strives to, as he says, pay it forward. Get ready, go. All the different aerodynamic concepts are built into this kite. Decades ago, Kelvin Chun learned the art of building Filipino-styled kites from a master kite builder who shared all of his secrets. I grew up in the area where my mentor, Patricia Gob, he was flying these Filipino kites. They call it Sarangola or Gurion, and it flew almost perpendicular to the ground. I thought, wow, what a feat of engineering that I got to learn that. Gonga built kites of all sizes. His largest was as tall as a two-story house. Filipino kites are shaped like a manta ray and are made of rice paper, plastic, mylar, or fiberglass. The tail is part of the body and the bracing is shaved bamboo. So when the wind blows, it pushes against this and just like the birds, you know, part of the wing or our elbow, this bends. So the bamboo It bends with the wind. Kelvin is an award-winning retired teacher who specialized in STEM subjects. Kites fit right in. It has aerodynamics. It has symmetry, balance. So a lot of science and math concepts. He thinks his pastime is perfect for people during the pandemic it gets you outdoors while maintaining physical distance if you want to learn how kelvin builds his kites all you have to do is check out his youtube channel he has posted a bunch of how-to videos that's where he explains the concepts behind his creations rather than just my classroom or a community workshop i can catch the whole world through youtube calvin has been building and flying these types of kites for 50 years he hopes to revive interest in his art so more people experience the joy of sailing the wind it's not like your 10 cent kites that you'd buy from the from the hobby shop his kites are something else and they don't have those long tails that you normally would put you put on the old kites the stick and paper kites they don't have those those tails on them they the tails are built right into the, these types of kites and they do take off straight up and one of the kites that he was flying for us i don't know if you could hear it in the background there in the story but it actually hums it's his bumblebee kite and it makes a humming noise that's because of the bamboo wood and the shape of the wood really cool And he's not just talented in kite building, but he's also talented as a magician. He's a professional magician who performs. And he uh, is also, as the story said, an award-winning teacher. And he is a balloon sculptor. So he would incorporate all of these different things into his teaching at school. He was a mathematics teacher and a technology teacher. And at the end of his classes, he called his lessons math magic, Something like that. I think it was called, yeah, math magic is what he called it. And at the end of a class, he would teach or he would show his students at the end of a class magic tricks to send them off after class was done. I wish I had a teacher like that. We meet a lot of special people in what we do. And yeah, you know, just seeing how people are talented in different ways, it's amazing. And there's so many. And, you know, the the thing is, there are a lot of people out there who don't know that they have a talent until, they, you know, they, they may stumble upon it. They find they really like something. He found his in kite building, and he found he had a real knack for it. He got trained and, and uh, taught by a master kite builder, and that's his talent. And now he's trying to share that with other people. <music> brings us to another story about education and music. Even during this pandemic, Manoa School of Music and the Arts is still nurturing talent while keeping their students safe. Manoa School of Music and the Arts is surviving the pandemic through hard work. The school closed twice during the state shutdowns. We owed 50% of all the school fees, but we couldn't even contemplate anybody getting sick. Owners Tim and Carolyn Stanton pivoted to teaching piano online, and when they reopened, they had their own set of safety protocols, starting with a concierge desk. The concierge can um, greet the student, take their temperature, um, make sure that they wash their hands or sanitize their hands and then take them to the the studio. Students enter through a back door and movement between rooms is limited. Instruments are sanitized after every use using ultraviolet light. You have a wand, you wear a pair of specialized goggles, and you wave it across the keyboard reasonably slowly, twice. And any germs at all, basic, I say they're fried, but they're killed. Often touched surfaces are disinfected several times a day. The same safety precautions apply to the Stanton Supper Club that sits above the music school. They've gone to great lengths to minimize health risks. It's extremely important. It's, it's the most important thing. The Stantons upgraded the music studio's air filtration system to circulate air in each room 70 times a minute. They used a $10,000 business grant on their safety measures. We felt we spent, spent that money wisely. It is paying off. Enrollment at the Manoa School of Music and the Arts is going up and inquiries are coming in almost daily. Actually, the story came to me through an associate here at the station who knows the Stantons and got to talking to them about their music school and what they're doing uh, because things started getting really bad for them and um, they lost a bunch of money and a and, uh, number of students, of course, that couldn't go. And so they researched a lot and they figured out that if they got those ultraviolet lights to kill the bacteria on the keyboards, they could use that because you can't use a regular cleaner on on keyboards. It could muck up the works. And so they they got those lights, those special lights that that kill the bacteria. Uh, They did the different filtering, filtrations in their uh, air conditioning system to make it uh, better and safer. They figured out a way to keep their students um, separated. They don't have concerts there now or performances and recitals. And that's the sad part for the students because they have a a recital room that's got seating and grand piano and all, but they can't use that now. Uh, But they've got separate studios for the students to practice and they come in for their lesson and they leave. Uh, they come in through a separate entrance. Even the parents can't come in with the students when they come in because they're really trying to minimize the risk. And upstairs of this uh, music school in Manoa, it's in the Manoa Marketplace, close to the laundromat, if you guys know where that is in Manoa. Uh, that's where the uh, the performing arts school is. And above above the school is a supper club that a lot of big-name musicians have played at uh, right now, it's you know a lot quieter because of the pandemic and and restrictions on social gathering. But when things get back to normal again, I check them out. Their menu looks great, and Mr. Stanton is the chef. It's good that the school is able to stay open, and as the story said, enrollment actually started going up because people started seeing that well, it's safe. You know, they, these these folks have taken a lot of precautions. And so it's safe to go back, and they, they're doing the best, just like a lot of other people. Well, that's it for this podcast, and we close with a quote from Hollywood legend Marlon Brando. Never confuse the size of your paycheck with the size of your talent. That's some good advice. I'm Jim Mendoza. Join me next time for another edition of Tell Me a Story and look for my television stories on Hawaii News Now's first at four newscast on KHNL. Aloha.